welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. We look forward to whatever comments you wish to send on to us. Any questions we will try to answer. Indeed, we rely on your feedback to improve the quality of this show. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. And we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly. This is a roundup of links from the internet. It's all about Toastmasters, public speaking, how to build confidence, how to improve your leadership skills. So look out for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melanfi, and I'm joined again this week by the passionate, prolific, persuasive Paul O'Malley. Thank you for coming, listeners. It's a pleasure to have your company again this week. And thank you, Paul. Well done. And we also have the multi-talented, I nearly said mindless, I should say mindful, <laughs> motivating, mercurial even, Moira O'Brien. Thank you, Ted. The tantalising, totally top-class Ted Melanfi. I'm glad that you're here to listen to this week's Talk Show for Talkers, which I'm looking forward to. Ted, what do we have in store in this and, week's show? And, and thank you, Mara, for that lovely introduction to Ted, particularly that bit where the word class was uh, introduced. I like it. Well, Mara, what we have this week, we have, well, in, in part two, which we'll be listening to tomorrow, we have a, another wonderful guest, another rising star in Toastmasters, in Division A of Toastmasters in District 71. We will also have Paul O'Mani in this particular part to give us his word of the week. I will have a thought for the week. Paul is going to be giving us a nice piece on a Division Hall of Fame, and I'm assuming that's Division A Hall of Fame. And Maury, you are going to give us a piece on the importance of language. Absolutely, Ted. It's something which I am passionate about. And it's something that's very relevant to Toastmasters. Absolutely. The type of language, the quality of language, the rhetorical devices, which you are well up in. Well, we're so not going to talk too much that. about rhetorical devices uh, today, but we might talk about a few other things which uh, are around that subject. When you're talking about language, you, you, you're going to be incorporating some rhetorical devices. We've probably used some already. So for my thought of the week, since we're in the flavour and the favour of Christmas time, and we're not going to start using that horrid C word today, but I'm going to use the beautiful C word of Christmas. I'm going to shine a little bit of light. You'll never know how much light you have within until you try to shine it for others. You'll never know how much light you have within until you try to shine it for others. Thoughts, Mara and Paul? I'm sort of lost for words, Ted, because it's it's simple, 
but profound. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, profound. Yeah, because what it, my my interpretation it, of it really is that if you're a humble person, you deflect the light away from yourself and onto the shoulders of others more deserving. Yeah, that's a good one. My thoughts around the challenge that is contained within the quotation. If I could paraphrase the quotation, it is that you'll never know how generous you really are until you try to be generous to somebody else. And that's an interesting challenge because everybody goes around saying generosity is a good thing and it's become one of these modern cliches among certain classes of people. Um, We're all meant to be believers in generosity wouldn't find yourself very popular if you went around saying, I think generosity is a, is a bad thing. But the idea that you're really only going to find out how generous you are until you experience the challenge of being generous to somebody else, I find that quite a profound thought to treat it as a challenge. Because how much goodness have you got within yourself that is available to be used for the service of others. Well, I can tell you that if your mental health is stressed and you're feeling very, very low and you're down, you're almost certainly not going to feel any generosity towards anybody else because you're not loving yourself enough. We could get into what some people would call psychobabble here if we went down the road of exploring that. In short, Ted, I find it a quotation that is worth ruminating on. That's an incredible answer to give, particularly since you brought in that subject of generosity and altruism, because for the very reason we saw an incredible generous act last week in this country. As Irish people, we're known for our generosity. But do you know that on the Late Late Toy Show last Friday night, there was an appeal went out from a child to look after children this year, who have nothing. In the two hours, there was six and a half million euros generated for kids in this country, particularly refugees, people who haven't got their own roofs over their heads. And I, I thought that was absolutely magnificent. And it ties in beautifully with what you just said. Yes, I think that program you're talking about, the Late Late Toy Show, was a real credit to Ireland. I saw some of it. I fell asleep during it, I have to admit, because I was tired. But one of the kids managed to get himself an invitation, I think, to go on the International Space Station. That's right. That's right, Jack. And and Commander, what's his name, managed to get in on the generosity, that famous commander who recorded from the International Space Station and recorded a number one hit, I think, or something. That's right, Jack. That's it. That's right. I know it was was beautiful, actually. And, you know, the biggest child of all, and we have to give kudos here as well, Ryan Tubridy, the the person who presents that particular show every year. I regard him as the the biggest child of all, but the man has a huge heart. Yeah. Uh, Somebody made a very interesting comment that the reason why the Irish populace have been so generous is because we've all been sitting at home not spending any money. So our bank balances have gone up dramatically and now we can afford to give. Yes, and as well as that, 
as Paul mentioned there, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling down, because that's certainly an emotion that everybody all over the world are feeling at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use the C word. I'm going to stay on Christmas. But you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, indeed. But Paul, uh, do you have have a word of the week for us? Or are you sitting there inert? Before I say anything about the word of the week, I wish you to be inert. (laughs) I wish you to to be immobile. I wish you to stop talking. I wish you to leave space. And I wish you to be a non-active gas. Oh, I like it. Inert, listeners. Now... You've got to be careful if you're learning English that, that you don't mix it up with in earth or to earth a plug. It's I-N-E-R-T, inert. And it means something that is not moving. So you can talk about an economy that is inert, going nowhere, not expanding. You can talk about a body that is inert, lying there inert, and it's a synonym for dead, something that doesn't move. You could use it also if you were commenting upon somebody's behavior. The person remained inert throughout that experience. And that's a way of saying they look like living dead, really. (laughs) What it is. Now, I'm going to ask my two companions, listeners, what century they think this word entered the English language. This is they never got it right. I can't remember how many weeks it is since uh, Ted or Moira got one of these questions ever right. So, Ted, let me go with you. Uh, when was the word inert? When I'd did say it, I'd say it goes back to the 14th century. Oh, very good guess, Ted. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. I think it's more modern than that. I think it's probably around about 1640. Really, Moira? You're wrong too, Moira. She's not wrong. Isn't she? I have a suspicion. (laughs) She looked it up. (laughs) I saw. Now, listeners, far be it for me to cast aspersions on any Toastmaster. That would be disrespectful and it would be to imply a lack of integrity. So I will not. But I'd like to ask Moira, which day of the week it entered the English language? <laughs> oh, he was going to ask for that too, actually. Uh, and no, that I don't know. I, I can't. All I can tell you is it was sometime during that year. But I have no. I was just thinking Shakespearean, probably. And then uh, I'm not terribly good on years and dates. And Even I thought, for, well, middle of the middle of the century. 1640, that sounds about right, yeah. But we won't um, we won't go there. But actually, it was all to do with uh, this is a theory I have with the fact that the king had been beheaded and the body was lying inert. And that was a mispronunciation by one of the uh, people who was there who said his body is lying inert. He was Irish, you see. So there wasn't the it wasn't in earth. It was in earth. And uh, Anyway, there's the word, listeners. It's not a common word. You'll stand out from the crowd if you, when you're doing evaluations, you talk about the speaker's inert appearance as they were glued to the spot. But it's a short word and it's, it will suggest that you have quite a good English vocabulary in art. So there we are. Are you seriously Hello. suggesting that uh, it, <laughs> it was... Invented because... No, I can't believe that. That's far too good. Tell me the original uh, origin of the word. 
there was a soldier called John Smith and he had just cut off the head of Charles and uh, anyway no, look no no, uh, no 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 I can't believe that it's just not it's, it's too too fantastical <laughs> can't believe it's part of my humorous speech for the next year's okay. contest right well let's let's make this section in uh, then and uh, move on rapidly to tomorrow's segment when we'll be having an interview with the winner of the Division A in District 71 Humorous Speech Contest. We'll see you tomorrow. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.